Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. With producer Sanaa Marie. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuit, and how through their passion... They are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Breaking news out of over thousands of applicants, the Verbally Effective podcast has been selected to showcase at the 2020 South by Southwest Festival in Austin, Texas. Ina Esco will be interviewing Taylor to the Stars and Memphis native Rich Fresh on the big stage. Hey, I'm Kevin Cerrito, radio host, trivia host, bingo host, and wrestling host here in Memphis. And I'm hanging with Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Hello, it's the Verbally Effective Podcast. Um, Aina Esco, double A. Um, thank you. This is Code White. Tune in. I'm Kanji Anthony, and I'm verbally effective because of my parents. Married 55 years, they gave me a strong foundation and showed me what love really is. Kanji Anthony is an award-winning news broadcaster with more than two decades of combined experience anchoring, reporting, producing, and writing for network news affiliates across America. She is currently the evening anchor for WMC Action News 5. During her time in Memphis, Kanji has aired reports on the Today Show, conducted interviews for the E! News Network, performed live on CNN, and appears as a guest announcer on regional radio. Behind the scenes, Kanji is a community advocate. When she learned children were ashamed to go back to school for lack of clothes that fit, she led an initiative with the Boys and Girls Club to raise tens of thousands of dollars in various donations to clothe local school children. Additionally, Kanji organized a recent youth voter initiative as a member of the Lynx Incorporated, conceived the citywide day of service effort to spruce up the lapidated Shelby County School buildings through Volunteer Memphis, and in special partnership with WMC Action News 5 and Big Brother Big Sisters, helped increase mentorship between kids and caring adults by 35%. She is also an avid animal lover and helps match pets with people. Kanji is currently a Regional One Foundation board member. She's on the Strengthening Nonprofits Committee for the Community Foundation of Greater Memphis and is a member of the Volunteer Memphis Steering Committee, the Junior League Community Advisory Board, the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, National Association of Black Journalists, and the National Association of Television Arts and Sciences. Upcoming projects include Kanji as a character in the Nutcracker Ballet. She is also about to launch a franchise at five called Five Star, featuring things that make the Mid-South great. Verbally effective, your double E, Ina Esco, hanging out with you guys. Thanks so much for listening to episode 98 of the Verbally Effective podcast. Today, I have one of my beautiful sorors. You've seen her 
on TV here in Memphis, and I'm sure in some other markets, too. I have with me the beautiful Kanji Anthony. Hey, pretty lady. Ina, I am so excited <laughs> to be here. I'm yes. verbally effective. Yes. I, I just love this podcast. You Thank you. You do such an amazing job. You bring interesting people around, and you talk about fun things, yes. and I'm just so excited. I am so glad you're here because, you know, we've been talking to you kind of like entertaining it since the end of last year yeah. up until this point. And I know you're a busy lady. You're always like on on the job 24-7, right? Yes, girl. Yes. Because yes. your phone been <laughs> jumping since you've been right. here with yeah. breaking news alerts and boom, boom. Yeah. You know, because you have to think about it. The news happens every second of the day. And there's that 24-hour news cycle now. You know, when cable TV uh, started those 24-hour networks, mm -hmm. it totally changed local news, too. And then social media yes. stepped it up another notch. So yes. you're not just reporting, broadcasting. It's, it's you know, social media. It's mm -hmm. the web. So yeah. you're just, yeah, 24-7. Yeah. And, and then when I wake up, you I probably have a 1,000 emails a day. A thousand. And then I have to check my inboxes on everything from Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, uh. um now TikTok. <laughs> now, are you I'm, on TikTok? I am, but I haven't done a TikTok yet. Have you? I created an account, but I haven't done one okay. yet. Okay, yeah, because they're I'm so gonna test good. I'm going to test it out with Sanaa. <laughs> what are you going to do? What, what is your know. TikTok going to be? It's going to be something verbally effective related, I know, <laughs> or a difficult beauty related. Yeah. I don't know yet, yeah. but we're going to do something with TikTok because, you know, they say when you get in on the on the front oh, of yeah. these apps, and, yes. you're yes. the most successful on them if you really get it going. Yeah, I had a very interesting situation with uh, Facebook. Like what? So they, yeah. So I, you know, I had my little Facebook page like everybody does. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they sent this like cease and desist type thing where journalists cannot have, they, it has to be a personality page. So I they heard forced about me that. to switch it, right? Mm -hmm. So when I switched it, I had 10 years of people who had asked me to be friends and they all got converted into likes. So oh, I have like 56,000 oh, followers on, just on Facebook. That's a nice yeah, following. But it was like, so it was good. Yeah. Right? You know, uh, for me. <laughs> and um, and then because of that, it, it all translated to the, to, to the three blue check marks, you know, because mm -hmm. having that following there translated mm -hmm. to Instagram mm -hmm. and then they verify you through all the different. Oh, so you're things. verified. Yeah. You got the blue checks on everything. Yeah. Okay, so your following equates to the checks. How does that work? Well, when they to be contacted, verified. when they contacted us to say none of you guys can do this, they, it was almost like a verification on Facebook. So, mm -hmm. as soon as I converted to a personality page, at that point, it it got the blue check mark for whatever reason. Interesting. And then Instagram followed, and then Twitter followed. Mm. So it was just like this thing. I don't know. Wow. Well, you know, you're a hot talent out well, here. You're the hot one, you know. That's why everybody no. wants to be unverbally effective. No, I'm so glad you're here. Let's start at the beginning, Kanji. Okay, okay. Now, where are you from? Because I know you're not from Memphis. I know. <laughs> okay. Well, my roots are from Mississippi. So my Mississippi. mom, yeah, my mom is from Lorman. She went to Alcorn State. She okay. was a majorette. Okay, um, mama. Right. And, um, and then my dad is from Nevis. It's an island in the lower Antilles. It's east of Cuba. Um, wow. And so they met in Chicago mm -hmm. and then they, my dad, uh, they moved to New York. Mm -hmm. So I'm from New Rochelle, New York. Okay. And we were just talking right before the podcast about my Caribbean roots. And mm -hmm. so I'm a dual citizen. So I'm British and American because okay. of my dad's 
heritage. So wow. I just spread his ashes in Nevis. Okay. Um, I went to the beach um, out there, mm-hmm. um, right on Nevis, in Nevis. Um, it's a very small island, mm-hmm. and there's this one restaurant called Sunshines. If you go to Nevis, you haven't been to Nevis unless you've been to Sunshines. Mm. Like you will see, um, you know, like Jay Z and Beyonce have been there. Mm. You know, you'll see pictures of all of these super duper stars. Princess Diana used to go mm. there, um, nice. and so that was the beach where. Um, I, you know, spread his ashes. And mm-hmm. what's the girl who sings Boot Up? Why am I? Boot up, boot up, boot up. Uh, dang. Uh, everybody, um, yeah, they're going to hear this and they're going to say her name out loud. <laughs> uh, I know who you're talking um, about from, uh, oh she's from God. London. Ella May. Yes. So she was, she was there jet skiing when I was spreading. Really? Yeah. I like her. Yeah. She, she has a great voice. Now, did you spend much time in Nevis when you were young? We would go there. Sorry, I just hit my foot. <laughs> we would go there. Probably just, you know, once every few years. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was a different experience when my dad was alive because he would take us to different people's houses. And now I don't remember where they were. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they every year they have a music fest. Mm. And they had, um, two years ago, I think it was, they had Kay Michelle there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's cool. They always have some American singers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, right now, if I'm going to talk about, like, the person I'm listening to who is Caribbean music, mm-hmm. um, Coffee with a K. Mm, yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. So you have yeah, to check I've her out. Of her. Yeah. yeah. She's nice. Yeah, check her out. Okay. So, okay. You spent some time there with your, with yeah. your dad, like every few years, but you grew up in New York, right? Yeah. So yeah. how was it growing up in New York? Tell me about well, that. Well, I was right outside of Manhattan. So okay. what was so cool is, you know, we had lakes, bunnies and streams, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, my field trip, would be Radio City Music Hall or, wow. you know, the Statue of Liberty or I would go to Broadway plays or the mm-hmm. opera, you know. And so now that, you know, I've lived in every time zone, uh, my job has taken me to, you know, California, North Carolina, Iowa. Ooh. Iowa. Ooh, Big I know farms. It's cold out there, too. That's where I got frostbite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Um, so there, um, it you know, now... I just realized the exposure I had. I didn't know mm-hmm. that it was such an incredible um, place to grow up. Yeah. And, you know, but I feel so connected to the Mid-South because of my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's from Mississippi. Th- these are her stomping grounds. Yes. So, like she grew up on a farm. A farm. Yes, I believe it. I believe pastor's it. pastor's daughter. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Now, when you grew up in New York and attended school, what kind of activities was Kanji into in school? All right. So I was on the tennis team. <laughs> okay, tennis. Yes, I was a state champion. Believe okay. it or not, that's crazy. I believe it. <laughs> um, I did. I was art. Art was my thing. Mm-hmm. So I would take art classes. Um gymnastics ballet oh you did it all um yeah so that was kind of like growing up and then I went to Howard University in Washington DC how did you decide on Howard I um I think you know I grew up in a community where I was always I think the only African-American and I wanted to just get see what it felt like to be part of the majority Mm -hmm. and and that's what I got (laughs) I know you did at Howard University. Yeah. How was it oh at Howard? Gosh. It was incredible. It was incredible. <laughs> I love Washington, D.C. That is, it's probably the only place. I, I want to stay in Memphis for the rest of my life, but I think Washington, D.C. would possibly be the only city that I would go to mm-hmm. um, outside of here. 
Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, you're right there, the nation's capital, you know, all the things that are making the world turn around are, are happening Definitely. right there in D.C. And, you know, I remember one of my friends was, you know, he was like a, a speech writer for, mm-hmm. um, gosh, one of the top people in, um, you know, in the government at that time. And, you know, it was just like, I think back, I'm like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. this guy was writing speeches mm-hmm. and he was probably he was in his 20s you know but um, wow yeah so there's just a lot of talent and mm-hmm. people come from all over the nation to be there yeah so you get to see this kind of international experience uh, kind of like new york yeah, yeah definitely now at howard you played aka i did not when i was no? there no i did okay. it graduate yeah, okay right. graduate okay. yeah and my mom kind of snuck me why know? why <laughs> <laughs> okay so my mom pledged Okay. Okay. And she, um, so I was like, you know, in between jobs Mm because, you know, TV is, I don't know if it's radio is like this, where I was switching to the next station. Mm -hmm. And so I had a little time in between and my mom was inviting me to these things. Mm -hmm. You know, I would go to these events and like the, the brunches well no it was like it was the meeting it was actual um community work like oh, okay uh, we'd go to you know a senior senior citizens facility or you know there was like a picnic you were doing community service and for i the didn't AKA. know right yeah. i didn't know you know because i knew she was you know she was an aka and i knew she was you know and i was just visiting you know and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden i get this letter and they're like we are you know, we want you to come and be part of this. And yeah. my mom said, you know what? She did it the old school way because it mm-hmm. used to be you didn't know that you were being recruited mm-hmm. back in the day. Definitely. So she, yeah, she told me you she were just, hoping and wishing <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> okay. So it was, it was, it's kind of cool that she did that legacy thing like that. You yeah, know? you definitely legacy. Now, what chapter are you in? I'm not active right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Me neither. Yeah. For, so yeah. Well, what my challenge has been is that for my first ten years here, mm-hmm. I worked weekend mornings mm-hmm. every Saturday and Sunday, and so, that's when their meetings are. Yeah. All the meetings happen. They would happen when I was at work. I got you. And so, um, yeah. I got you. <laughs> I, I know. I know how it is when you're a busy, busy woman on the weekends. Now, when you were at Howard, what was your major? Was it broadcasting? It was communications. And communications? Yes. Yeah, because I actually used to host the TV show in high school. Oh. It was called Views from the Bridge. Okay. And I remember my friend was on MTV, and so she was my first interview, and I was 17. Mm. And, um, yeah, so then I I went and studied broadcasting, mm-hmm. but I wanted to, um, I wanted to be a, a sitcom writer. A writer. <laughs> yeah. I never wanted to be on TV. No. Ever. No, no. This was a, a So show. how did it happen, Kanji? <laughs> how did the TV so, thing happen? So, um, I, okay. It was, it was very, okay. I ha- had a chance to do an internship with Disney. Oh, right. And I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then at the same time, I was in my senior year in college and my friends were like, hey, we're going to go to Spain for a semester. So at the same time that the internship opened, the Spain um, uh, semester abroad in Spain Mm -hmm. was starting. So I said to the Disney folks, do you do you think I could do this and then come back and do the internship? And they were like, sure. But I didn't realize that was a window that doesn't open again. So oh. it, it it's like 
I don't know, maybe God was saying that's not your path. So for whatever reason, when I got back, they were like, what are you talking about? You know, no, it's taken. Really? Well, no, they they were very nice, but they just said, you know, it's not available anymore. Then when I got out of school, um, I I was trying to get a job in broadcasting. And my mom knew someone at WCBS. That's the um, New York City station. And I got a job behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So on my little sitcom, you know, idea kind of went out the window. So. I'm there and my friends were um, putting a reel together. I worked from midnight to, no, no, from 4 a.m. to noon. Mm. So that's when nobody was in the station, really. So they were like, you're going to run the teleprompter for us Mm -hmm. when no one's there. So (laughs) I helped them. And then one of them was like, you need to do it, too. So I put on a red blazer, blow dried my hair, red lipstick, and I, you know, shot some stuff. Mm -hmm. And then one of that. Uh, the people in that crew shared my reel with their person, mm. um, their news director. And then I got a call and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going from New York City to Ottumwa, Iowa. Uh, there so- we go with the little towns, <laughs> the little towns. Did you ever do that? Did you no. Ever- See, you've always no. been here. And I've You're always lucky. been here. Now, I entertained an offer in Biloxi, Mississippi, mm-hmm. but we didn't work it out, but. No, I've You're always lucky. been in this market. I know. Tell me about some of those little town experiences. Oh, my gosh. Well, I know that in Ottumwa, um Like, how do you spell in Ottumwa? Like, what? How do you like, spell where it? is it? It's O-T-T-U-M-W-A. Okay. It is right near <laughs> Missouri. <remember>. Yeah. <laughs> and Tom Arnold, the, the comedian. Yeah. Who, yeah, he's from there. <laughs> Look, that's like the I mean, one fact about no one, that's the one. <laughs> and there was always this time of the week where the whole town smelled like bacon because they had a pig farm oh, wow. and they would <laughs> slaughter the pigs. Mm. So, yeah, that was so a the, big deal there. Yeah, so it was a big thing. And, um, you know, um, you know, gun ranges, mm-hmm. um, you would look out, there were just rolling hills and you would it almost looked like you were looking to the end of the earth because mm. they don't have like hills and trees and all that. And mm-hmm. it's just like roll. Wow. They call them the rolling hills of Iowa. Wow. So it was, it was really interesting. And you know, some of the people there told me they had never met a black person. So it was not only, you know, for me to see another part of the country, it was also good for me to expose people to, you know, who I was yeah, and who I am. So that was, it was it was a very interesting experience. Oh wow! Yeah. So where was your next stop after, in Atoma? Uh, Greenville, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. So Greenville's that was a bigger market. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I think it was like the number one. They had the number one party school, on Playboy for Playboy magazine oh. when I was there. What? I was like, I don't know why that's a thing I remember, but I, um, yeah. So <laughs> Greenville, it was near the um, coast. Mm-hmm. So um, we would go to the beach, mm-hmm. you know, when there was downtime. Yeah. yeah. And then Raleigh was an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was it was cool. Um, the only thing is there were so many intense storms. Oh, like yeah, like hurricanes yes. and all of that. Yes, the jet stream kind of ends there. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, well, well, it hits the coast, mm-hmm. right? So the jet stream and the coast kind of meet there. And it just, I remember being 
live on the air for seven hours one day when there was a storm just pounding oh the area. Oh, That is so scary. And people didn't leave, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so they'd be inside the house like, yeah, I'm like, used to tell it. me what's that noise? Yeah. You know? And, um, you know, some people can't leave, you know? So, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So how did you end up in Memphis, Kanji? Well, um, I, I sent my reel here mm-hmm. and I got a, a phone call. So you wanted Memphis. Oh, yeah. He's oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm going to get to Memphis. What was interesting was when I first put my reel together, um, when I went from New York City to Iowa, mm-hmm. Memphis was the first city that called. And then when I told them I'd never actually been a reporter, that it was just, you know, because they saw New York City behind mm-hmm. me. And I think they thought I was, you know, coming from New York and wanting to come to Memphis. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't remember who it was who called me, but it, there was a Memphis news director who called me. And I, I said, oh, well, you know, um, I've never been on the air. Mm-hmm. And then it was crickets. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, so I feel like Memphis was always um, kind of on the radar. And in fact, Memphis was the first American city where my dad came through, which mm-hmm. is crazy. He came through the Greyhound bus station mm-hmm. um, down on Union Avenue. Yep. And so... Um, it's just it's and then it made his way to Chicago where he and my mom met. So it's just I, there's something about Memphis that has always been in my heart. And um, so I sent a reel and the news director flew me in and Bosco's was the first restaurant mm-hmm. I ate at. And it was so good. I had that brick <laughs> oven pizza and and then they they hired me and I was supposed to be here two years and it's been 14. Wow. So when they hired you, they hired you in as a reporter back yeah. then. Yeah. Initially. And you've been here cause you've been an anchor for how long? Oh, okay. So an anchor here. Cause I was an anchor in my other markets. Yeah. So, okay. Here. I think, yeah, I think it's been about 10, uh, 10 years. Yeah. Cause when it, when I started, mm-hmm. No, longer than 10. Maybe 12. Yeah, because mm-hmm. when I started the weekends, I was anchoring the weekend morning. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. And how has the Memphis community embraced oh, you since you've gosh, been I here? I just, I just love everything. Okay. So just how Memphis is where you don't have crazy traffic, uh, you know. I know. I mean, I lived, in, I worked in, lived and worked in California. And I would go to, I lived an hour and a half from L.A. in mm. Bakersfield where I worked there. And when you hit L.A., it takes you two hours to get like two miles, mm-hmm. you know. And so I love the traffic here. Mm-hmm. Um, I love um, just the cost of living. Mm-hmm. The culture is just off the charts. Mm-hmm. You know, when I go <laughs> to other places, I'm sometimes like, this is so dry. It's mm-hmm. so dry because Memphis is just so colorful and you know, when people speak there, you know, it's like they speak in prose because, mm-hmm. you know, there are sayings and there, you know, so it's really um, it's just so rich. And, you know, I just love it here. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll never forget when, you know, my there are people who they're like, OK, they come to visit. Right. And um, they're like, when can I come next? And I just remember <laughs> one time I was telling this story. Um, so my sisters came. Right. And we were like, I was like, all right. Um we're going to go to Shelby Forest, the general store. They have really good breakfast. Because mm-hmm. I've been on a news story, stuck out there. And I went to the general store. And they have this girl back there. And apparently Justin Timberlake likes the food there. Mm-hmm. They, they, yeah. You've heard about this? <laughs> yes. So um, 
I take my sisters there. There's like a rooster out there. I forget the name of the rooster, but, um, you know, they're just like, what is happening? And if the food was so good. And then I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Let's just go by the Peabody real quick so we can see the ducks, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you, we were in our morning clothes. We were not even prepared. We were just going to go to breakfast. Right. And I'll just tell you that we had such a full day doing everything all around Memphis that the last thing that happened was us getting one of those Rayford's limos home. Oh, that was a <laughs> not a whole day and night. Oh, that was yeah. a good time. See, I have four, like there are four girls in my family. And mm-hmm. so two of my sisters came and we just, we tore Memphis up. It was wow. great. It was great. I know that was and a good time. And they love it. Yeah, I hit Bill Street. I know. Everything. Everything. Yes. We just, we just, you know, just did everything. Wow. And there's just so much to do here. Mm-hmm. So much. Yes. And then, you know, think of all the artists who are from mm-hmm. here, all the talent that's yeah. from here. And it's just, is there something in the water? Mm-hmm. I think so. And then Mississippi, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The aquifer. It's the aquifer. <laughs> Wow. Now, Kanji, uh, being a TV personality comes Mm -hmm. with a lot. What are some of the things that we just don't know that you go through on a daily basis being a television personality? And not only television personality, a woman. (laughs) Oh, my God. TV personality. Okay. This is there are two things that I hear more than anything. Okay, so I and it, I think people mean this to be nice, but it's like I don't know. Okay, so they'll be like, "You look so much better in person." What? Right? That's it's literally it's the thing, the top thing I hear, and then the other thing is you're much smaller than I thought. No, people <laughs> yes. let that come out their mouth. All, to you. No, all the time. Oh, wow. they'll say, "Or you look so much smaller in person." And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, the TV screen, if you look at the shape of it, it widens. Like, you know, the mm-hmm. the width, uh, the width is wider <laughs> than the height. <laughs> and then, yeah, so <laughs> that's, you know, that's a thing. And, you know, you'll get, sometimes people will think, you know, you're, you're reporting on a story, but they mm-hmm. will think you and the story are one and the same. So it's wow. almost as if, you know, I'm like, I'm just the messenger. Right. You know, I was telling you how when the Confederate statues <laughs> went down, monuments rather, because one was a statue and one was a bust. And anyway. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I mean, I would get really, really nasty comments mm-hmm. about my ethnicity. I bet you did, yeah. especially so, at that time. Yeah, it was really rough. Mm. And um, yeah, I, I cried that. Really? Yeah, after. Yeah, because there was I mean, there was just so it was vitriol. That's mm-hmm. that's the word. It was so like angry. And I was just like, I literally, you know, I just reported a story. Did you think that you were exposed to another side of Memphis at that point that you hadn't seen? Well, no, because I mean, the first time I remember being called the N word, I was like five. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, it's just part of growing up um as a person of color, you yeah. know that you're going to be called the N-word. <laughs> I mean, have you At been some called point the N-word? in your life. Oh, plenty of times. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So yeah. it's, I mean, I know it's out there, but it was just coming at me so hard. But you know what the strange thing was? It mm-hmm. came from both sides. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, some people were, you know, were angry with how, it, it was just both sides. Mm-hmm. It was black and white. Yeah. 
So it wasn't, yeah, it was black and white. <laughs> yeah. But wow. yeah, so you kind of go through that. And then, you know, like we were talking about this, um, the whole, um, you know, the image thing where yeah, body it really costs a lot to be a girl in broadcasting because, mm -hmm. you know, I have to, I get my hair done twice a week. Mm -hmm. um, I put my makeup on three times a day. Mm -hmm. And so now you're putting your makeup on three times a day. Where is your makeup artist? What? Do you hear the crickets? Do you hear? I hear crickets. <laughs> crickets. Where's the makeup artist? So, okay. So that's not. <laughs> taking, yeah. Okay. So you do Sorry. your makeup three times yeah. a day. I know radio doesn't like silence. So I just, yeah. Um, no. Uh, yeah, I do it. And, um, you know, I kind of watched YouTube a lot. Yeah. And would just, I, you know, I realized, like, there was a point where I was really clowny, clownish. With the makeup. <laughs> you know, just, yeah, like wearing, mm -hmm. like, bright red. Trying to get da -da -da, it together. This and that. And mm -hmm. then I finally, you know, found out that the natural look mm -hmm. for me is a little bit better. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to go a little bit more natural with neutral tones. Yeah, you look and, beautiful with neutral tones. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah, so I kind of, um, I'm doing that. But, mm -hmm. yeah, it's. It's a chore. It is a chore. Mm. Some, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's fun to put on makeup anymore. It's just, you it's know, just... it's part of, it's like brushing your teeth mm -hmm. for me. Three times uh. a day. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I was explaining, because, you know, when you go in, if there's breaking news, you have to be ready. Mm -hmm. So it's on, you know, from the moment I walk in and then, but then I don't go on the air until five. Mm -hmm. So then I have to reapply. Mm. And then after the, six o'clock newscast there's the whole um you know eat dinner mm -hmm. and you know i might <laughs> you know rub my face and yeah. you know yeah another so touch I up put it on right before the 10 so wow. it's yeah it's a thing and i spent a lot of money on makeup what about wardrobe oh my god uh did you get like a per diem for that no no. 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 Why do I think that in my mind? I think I automatically think because people are on TV news or is it in Mem in the Memphis market that's not taken care of? Maybe some well, of the bigger markets. See, yeah, we're we're market 54 right like now. Like a medium. Out of um yeah, we're mid market. So mm -hmm. in in the top 10 and you know that kind oh, okay. of thing. It it can be built in. Mm -hmm. And um yeah, cuz there are so many more eyes on, you know, them. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, it's a tax write off, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Cause like right now I'm not in my TV makeup. Um, okay. and I don't wear it unless I'm on the air. So, mm. wow. Yeah. But, um, I was t talking about how this, um, there was this news anchor, this guy who kind of wanted to prove a point. And for one year he wore the same suit five days per week mm. and would just change his shirt and his tie and no one said a word, mm -hmm. but that would never happen um, for for women in the never. business because you know it's like mm -mm. yeah we wear different dresses. I I just got oh my gosh my own uh, Marie Kondo lady came in okay, and she came <laughs> and hooked up my closet. Did she? Yeah. So she helped me purge. You know, mm -hmm. like throw out like you know. Do you love this? Do you really love it? So so we took everything out of my closets, put them on the bed, and then. She was like, okay, I need for you to analyze your relationship with all these clothes. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, was like, yes, no, yes, no. And then I, this time around, I, it, there were probably like uh, six bags that mm -hmm. I took and donated. And um, and then she told me I, to throw out my store hangers. 
I didn't what? know that was. Yeah, I had. I, <laughs> I see some affirmative head shaking here. Um, Throw out them store hangers. Yeah. What is so, okay? What she wanted you to do? So I went to TJ's. Mm-hmm. TJ Maxx is I love my that. best friend. I love TJ. <laughs> best friend and um, Marshall. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> So I went and I got all these. They're the hangers that um, have like almost like velvet on them. Mm-hmm. And so um, I got all those. She instructed you to get that. She just said, get hangers. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to get them on sale. Because, you know, TV folk, like we have to wear, we spend so much on, I think, clothes mm-hmm. and hair and makeup that, you know, I'm always looking for deals. Okay. Always looking yes. for deals. Yes. And so I was just like, okay, I'm going to get my, you know, it was like nine ninety nine for 25 Oh, yeah. And so I got 100 <laughs> I think I got the same thing you got. <laughs> you, really? <laughs> yes. So you have the fancy hangers, too. I have a few of the fancy hangers, but a half of them still some old ghetto hangers. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's what I thought it was fine. Okay. Yeah. I was fine with it until I was told that. Anyway, so. She got you together. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to give them away. But wow. um, now, I mean, like, I have one closet that just has my uh, dresses. Mm-hmm. And in that, so I have this system. And what I do is when I wear something, you know, I get it clean and then I put it on the right side of the um, closet. closet. Mm-hmm. So the newer things I haven't worn for a long time are always on the left side. Mm-hmm. So it's like this system. So I don't look like I'm wearing the same thing all the time. And then you can remember, yeah. you know. Yeah, wow. and just grab and not have to um, think about it. You know, mm-hmm. Einstein had the same outfit. He wore the same thing. He had like, I don't know, like 10 of the same outfit, something like that, because really? he felt like it was a waste of brain power. And mm-hmm. that's how I feel. Wow. I hate shopping. You hate shopping? hate shopping. Do you have like someone to help you with the shopping? No. Or it's all you see? It's all me. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Do you go to like boutiques or? I, I... Shop online. I, okay. I do like what, I love Nordstrom Rack. Yeah, I am a deal girl. I mean, yeah. it is that gives me joy. I feel like I hit the lottery. <laughs> you know when joy. I yeah, if I look down and I see this was five hundred dollars and I mm-hmm. got it for fifty, mm-hmm. I I'm like doing the happy dance. I feel you. I mean, I, I have feel just, you. Yeah. So I will find if there is a deal out there, I'm finding it. Okay. So I shop online, and you know, um, Ann Taylor has um, a. Mm-hmm. a a discount website too and mm-hmm. so i will try it on if it doesn't work i'll send it back but okay. i do not i don't do the brick and mortar um, yeah 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 well that's good we have that option now i bet you went crazy on uh black friday huh? i hate shopping <laughs> cyber monday <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm a See, that's a question okay yeah are you black friday or cyber monday what are you more of a cyber monday because i don't like going into the stores either because does everybody stop you? I don't like, get a lot of that. I, I don't get a lot of that. But when it happens, my son's like, Mom, you're famous for real. And I'm like, not really. Yeah, but I bet it doesn't happen to me as much as it happens to you. The grocery store. Is, that's, the, yeah. that's the spot. Mm-hmm. That's where, you know, mm-hmm. each aisle, you're like, hi. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest. It's a, such a compliment. Yeah. Because, okay, think about this, right? And, you know, with your podcast, with everything, there are so many other things that people could be doing with their time. True. I mean, there's Netflix, there's, you know, mm-hmm. Hulu. Well, you yeah. can watch us on Hulu, yeah. But, you know, there are just so many movies and, you know, it's 
endless. Yeah. And so if somebody actually mm-hmm. took the time to turn on Channel 5, I, I, I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, yeah. I can't believe yeah. you care enough to say hello to me. So, I, I feel you on that. I'm grateful. Now, when people see you out and about, I mean, do you feel like, you know, do you have to be anchor kanji or are you like more, you know, kanji kanji? I I get, or does I'm just it, is myself. there a difference? I don't, like, yeah. I don't, I do, I do put on an anchor voice when I have to, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I, you know, I just mm-hmm. talk like this. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think I'm really goofy mm-hmm. and um, I have a little problem. What's the problem? <laughs> what, kind, what kind of goofy problem? <laughs> um, I, I have laughing fits on the air and um, yeah. it's a problem. It's a problem. I get, okay, so I don't know what it is, but when, um, it's not nice to say, but uh, dumb criminals. Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody like, there was, my first laughing fit in Memphis was this guy broke into the Shelby Farms Park office and he was trying to steal stuff and he, I guess, broke open one of the drawers and nicked his thumb and, mm. and left his the top part of his thumb. Dummy. And it had his everything thumbprint. <laughs> <laughs> And all he got away with was some holiday ham gift cards. And mm. I did not know why I thought that was so funny. But that was the first time I could not I could not get through my live shot. Ooh. And I and I realized <laughs> it's just not going away. Oh my and God. what happens is I if I'm going into an cast and I'm like, oh no, oh no, this is funny. I start to get like an anxiety almost. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I can't laugh. Uncontrollably. I cannot laugh. And then when I have to read the story it's I'm literally I'm like going through this anxiety of not <laughs> laughing and then sometimes I can control it and other times it's just too funny I bet the whole crew is like uh oh is she gonna do <laughs> they, it they, is they she gonna they're do always it? just like Kanji we have a comedy alert for you oh my they gotta prep you <laughs> yes, early they do. oh my yeah wow now with you being a TV personality um, and kind of similar to radio, you know, I don't know why, but with radio personalities, people think they're like, we got a million dollars in our pockets because they hear us on the radio. Um, but in reality, we make a lot of our money doing things outside of radio. Like we may get booked to do things and make our coins in that capacity. Is that the same for TV? Well, with your hustle and your okay, gigs? Okay, so we don't have a hustle because, um, okay, this is what's interesting about it. Um, if you take money from an organization um, or a business or, you, you know, like say I was like promoting something, well, I, I would then be compromised and I could not tell an objective story if they come up in the news. So mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not allowed mm-hmm. to have like, a, what do you call that when you? Payola. Um, yeah. No, um, no, I'm saying if you were to, um, in, in radio, aren't there advertising dollars that you can, you guys? Well, well yeah, but it's booked through the station. Okay. Okay. So, so like remotes and things of that nature. But okay. we do a lot of things outside of radio. See, and I can't. Oh, you can't? No. Like, if you have to emcee an event, they can't pay you for that? People sometimes offer, but it's like you can't. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, okay, so it'll be like, um, oh, there's this amazing women's luncheon that I do every year, yeah. and they'll give me a basket 
and mm-hmm. it's like the sweetest thing, you know, and it it has oh. lotions, you know. Because if you mention any of them on the air, there's the conflict. Like, see, so what if, for example, say I go out and I do, um, um, I don't know, there's a church, right, and they're having an event. And then all of a sudden, there's some lawsuit that happens. Mm. And then that story comes up and... You know, what I have to say, I can't read this story because, you know, I'm compromised. Wow. So you have to be that. very neutral with everything that you do. So you mm-hmm. don't, we, we don't have side hustles, mm-hmm. really. I mean, I know, I do know some people, um, like there are, they might teach either fitness mm-hmm. or, you know, that kind of thing. But I think when you're the main anchor, you just kind of stay in your lane, mm-hmm. you know, and just do that. Mm-hmm. So, wow, yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> it's okay. not what people think. I know yeah. people think so many things. I know it's and it's you know <laughs> the glamour thing. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. no! I mean because you know I I would buy like really cheap shoes as a reporter because you know you're mm-hmm. one second you're in city hall, and then they're like, uh oh, there's breaking news, and then you go mm-hmm. out and then you have to walk up a muddy hill to get to okay. a train wreck. Okay, and so <laughs> you you know. Like, I couldn't wear heels, really. Mm-hmm. You know, I would just, you know. And so you come home with mud on you. You There's a fire. And seriously, like, it. Wait, if you go on the scene, have you ever been on the scene of a fire or seen, been near a fire? Well, it is, like, penetrating. Mm-hmm. So your nostrils, mm-hmm. like, you're inhaling all of this, like, like it's, it's smoke. Yeah. And your clothes and your hair and everything. Like, when you then get home, it's like you have to just take it off. You know, right Probably away. Throw it you, away. Yeah, and then uh, I mean, y- you can wash it out, but mm-hmm. it might take two washes. And mm-hmm. um, you know, you just n- the next day you'll still smell it in your nose. Mm. You know, unless oh, you neti pot. Mm. <laughs> Girl, you guys go through a lot. And- yeah, and then you're you're also you know, nowadays it's it almost seems like it's open season on you know I don't even want to put this out there really, but you know it's just people are a lot more aggressive towards reporters lately mm-hmm. and um it's see you know you have to really be careful now yeah and you know for your safety and you know i don't talk about what time i come and go places i you know when i post sometimes i'll wait till i've left mm-hmm. you know because you don't know if someone's mad at you for telling a story or you know i mean you, you i think every single on personality deals with the whole like stalker situation yeah where for whatever reason, you know, it's, 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 it's both men and women, but, um, but mostly like, I remember this one man who was in prison and he'd been writing me for, you know, like writing me these letters and I knew there was, you know, there was something wrong. And then one day I got a call from, um, a clerk who said, listen, you know, he's been asking for your criminal record for several years, but he finally sent money. Now I did have a little speeding ticket. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> so, I had a speeding ticket. So oh my my, um, my address was on there. And the woman said, I just want you to know this. I'm just calling you out of, out of courtesy because this, you know, it's just uncomfortable. And I just want you to be aware of mm-hmm. who this person is and that he's getting your information. But I'm going to black out your address and so that he doesn't know where you live. Well, then I find out, you know, he sends me another letter saying I'm getting out of prison. And oh, on this no. date, and I'm coming so we can be, you know, husband and wife together. No, and yeah, and I had to have like a uh, a deputy outside of my station for a week 
because I was at that time I was the morning anchor. Mm-hmm. This is right before Memphis. I was the morning anchor, so I would come in at like two in the morning. It, it was like it was a different mm-hmm. type of uh, different hours than here. But here we we have a gated area, and then you know most stations are now gated because you know they All know that, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. So um, yeah, it comes with a lot. Mm-hmm. But I'm so used to it now. I just, I think it's normal, mm-hmm. but it's not. <laughs> right. It's not normal. I'm sure you've developed like some really thick skin yeah. over your 25 years yeah. in TV. Now, and just being a woman in general, because I know they have a lot of expectations on what you should look like, um, things of that nature. So do you deal with, you know, body shaming or anything like that? With- oh, okay. So, oh. This this one okay. I had one of my laughing fits, right? So I don't know why. There was. Do you remember that two year old who's? It's not funny. This there was a two year old who would smoke cigarettes, and it was like I think it was, it was overseas, and mm-hmm. and it was know, like an African boy. Um, he was. I think he was Indonesian. Okay. Yes. And, yes. And I know. So he was two. It was and on the internet. Yes. And and so when I do not know why, because it's not funny, but when I saw him you know, come up on the screen, I giggled. And this man um, <laughs> said, he called me and he said, you know, don't you talk about people who smoke. You need to get up from the table. You know, mm. you need to back up from the from the, from the the dinner table. That's what he said. No! <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I know how that is. And I just want you to know right now, I'm getting, you know, we were talking about how this is 24-7, and mm-hmm. um, there is somebody who's saying they can do an interview in 15 minutes. So I'm trying to arrange an interview while we're doing this. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. So sometimes you know people mm-hmm. that uh, other people in the newsroom might not know. So mm-hmm. you're trying to book things. Right. So, this, I mean, the anchor got a book. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, that comes with it. You know, you've probably developed a a nice little circle since you've been here in Memphis to kind of get the contacts that you need. Yeah, I think if somebody found my phone, it would be like a gold mine. Yes. There are some names up in there. Girl, I'm going to look at that contact before you leave. (laughs) I even have, um, oh gosh, I don't know. I don't know. What, What kind of people listen to this? Is it an adult is this an adult podcast? Yeah, definitely. Like, an adult it's not podcast. okay. So, do you have to be over a certain age to? No, no. Okay, okay. So, say what you want. Okay. Well, you know, um, the Watergate scandal, mm-hmm. and there was this source called um, Deep Throat, mm-hmm. right? And so, everybody knows that these um, newspaper guys, you know, the the, the source doesn't want to give you their name. Mm-hmm. So, so the source in Watergate had that name mm-hmm. and I have I have one in Memphis Do and you? in my phone that's what the name is deep throat yeah ah! because I get and it's it's a guy and and he tells me things how does he know all these things he is on the inside oh. I mean I have been remember before the Madison had a restaurant up there mm-hmm. one time somebody called me like okay first of all I don't know how many times I have received a blank manila envelope Okay, like, you know, people hand things to me Mm -hmm. or they give me things. And um, I'll never forget, like, you know, this one source was like um, the person who wants to tell you something 
doesn't want to say a name but needs to explain everything to you so let's meet on the roof of the madison mm. and so they had chairs up there and it was like it was mild weather and um we went up and we pulled chairs up and three of us sat there and he opened his files he had pictures and he was just like giving me all this information so you know you you kind of break stories and oh, um you know sometimes people don't know all that it takes to get you know to that point because sometimes you have to kind of massage the person to feel comfortable with you because yeah like i to the point where you know my sources i don't reveal to people in the newsroom mm -hmm. sometimes who's telling you know mm -hmm. like if they say i'm anonymous and we call it uh, on deep background mm -hmm. so you say this is on deep background mm -hmm. and you have to say that to a reporter before okay. you know to let them know you better not say my name and Ooh, a reporter can go to jail you know like you know if they do if they refuse like if there's some type of situation where authorities are wanting to know um so yeah it's interesting i mean when you're handed this information, mm -hmm. do you have to go through, I mean, do you just totally trust this source or do you have to do your own investigating off of what they tell you? Um, so, okay. That's another interesting part. Um, where can we meet? That's what I'm texting this person. Ah! Um, <laughs> On so, top okay. of the Madison. So three o'clock. Okay. wait. I'm coming with you. Kanj. Yeah, come on. Come on. <laughs> so, um, Okay, what happens is sometimes you, all the information's right there, you know, and you're like, oh my goodness, you know, this is the mother load. But other times they'll give you one little piece of information, but you're like, so for example, when there's a director at, uh, in Shelby County who allegedly lives outside of Shelby County, mm -hmm. allegedly lives in Tipton County. Well, before it even got to the commission, I get this text message and I'm like, who is this texting me? I don't even know this person, but somebody gave this person my cell phone number. And this person was like, I have all this information. I would like to give it to you. So it was like his um, the records of his address home. I mean, it was just mm. literally because I guess this person um, was a private investigator. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, people do like deep private though. investigators. Yeah. But that wasn't deep. <laughs> So the pro anyway, so I knew all this stuff was happening probably about a month before it came out. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, and there are things that people have told me that they're not ready to come out. Mm -hmm. So I don't share it. You know, I, I, I have to respect that. You know, don't, you know, don't share the information until the person's ready, mm -hmm. you know. And that's that's just my way. Some Some people... It they way. just do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's interesting because it, it seems like, you know, you're handed this information like, how do I really trust these people? Like, are they coming to me because they want someone exposed? Or, I mean, I know you have to go through a whole thought process uh, yeah, because some, <laughs> before you actually, You're you know. so right. And, and you know, because sometimes um, a person is like a, they're scorned, you know. And exactly. they might, you know, like if you have like a disgruntled, former employee you know mm -hmm. that is you have to really tread lightly and the the way that we work things out um is so every day there's there are meetings in newsrooms all across america 
and everyone sits in the newsroom and they're all like, okay, you know, I checked my email, I checked mm-hmm. my cell phone, um, my text messages, my voicemail, my um, social media accounts, and I have these 10 stories today that mm-hmm. I think are worthy of coverage. Mm-hmm. And so when you're sitting in that room and then a lot of people think the on-air personalities decide what goes on the air, but we have no we have no decision making mm-hmm. about which stories are are going to be in our newscast. Mm-hmm. The producers, right? Okay, like we have, you know, Sanaa is your producer, mm-hmm. right? And then, but you have more creative input, you know. Mm-hmm. So you guys work together, but it's different. For us, mm-hmm. the stories come in, and then if I'm say I'm the four p.m. producer, I I want those stories in my newscast. The five p.m. producer says I want those stories. And then you also have, um, you know, there are like executive producers and news directors in okay. all the newsrooms. So those are the people who decide what actually makes air. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'll get calls all the time. Hey, hey, can I come on? And I'm like, I'm not the person. But, you know, mm-hmm. you know so I even wrote a, a blog about how to maneuver our newsroom. The producers. Yeah, huh? with all the numbers. <laughs> and I'm like, here. So now I just, I'm like, I copy and paste the link and mm-hmm. I just, you know, send it. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Now, what have been some of your favorite stories that, that you've covered oh. in Memphis? Like oh. something that just really sticks out to you. That was okay. so groundbreaking. This was, um, I don't know if it was groundbreaking, but it's just, it was so moving. It was when Hurricane Katrina happened. And basically there was um, this mother and her daughter who fled the uh, uh, Katrina. They got treatment here. Um, but the hospital said, okay, you know, the treatment's over, but the little girl couldn't go back to uh, New Orleans because of the air quality. Mm. So you have this mom and daughter, they have nowhere to go. They're mm-hmm. literally just like homeless. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did a story on them. And the next, no, that night, the next morning, people just started calling. Okay, this is why Memphis is so good. It gives me chills. It gives me chills. Mm -hmm. They started calling. They were like, you know, nurses were like, I can I can watch the baby if the mom needs, you know, whatever. Somebody um, gave them an apartment, Mm -hmm. furnished the apartment. Um, You know, it was just like, I mean, and, you know, and I the woman contacted me um, years later and was just like, we are doing well. She sent me pictures of the girl. Wow, that's amazing that they actually even followed up with you. Okay, Kanji, um, let's talk about, you know, some current events. Um, I just heard what was one of your favorite stories to cover. But what about, like, that breaking news with, like, James Wiseman? How did you feel about uh, that whole ordeal okay. with the NCAA? So I might get in trouble for this, but I completely, okay, you're supposed to be a neutral person. Yeah. But I have a position on this. I yeah. am so done with the NCAA. I'm over them. Yeah. I'm just over it. I mean, I just feel like, okay, so we know the backstory is that the best number one recruit in America mm-hmm. has been grounded. He cannot play until January 12th so sad. because of some philanthropic moments that Coach Penny Hardaway had before he was coach of the Tigers. So mm-hmm. back in the day, uh, Penny Hardaway gave a million dollars to the school, mm-hmm. and now we're finding out all of a sudden that automatically made him a booster, and boosters are not supposed to help um, their players. 
So we also know that uh, both when he was the coach of East High School, he gave uh, Wiseman's mom eleven thousand five hundred dollars mm-hmm. to in moving expenses to come to Memphis. So two years later, he becomes the coach of the Tigers, and they're saying now that it was against NCAA rules. Mm-hmm. So it it just sends the wrong message to say that. Someone who wants to give to their alma mater. I mean, he gave a million dollars to his school. Right. You know, come on. And then, you know, this, the reason why we watch basketball Mm -hmm. is for people like James Wiseman. And so you're going to deprive us of that. And and, And him. And him. That is so sad. Right. And I also feel like this underdog feeling about Memphis, like, you know, Penny Hardaway put together this dream team, okay, mm-hmm. a dream team. And there are people out there, other uh, cities and other programs that don't think we're good enough to have this dream team. And mm-hmm. and they are just hating. Hating, hating hard. on Memphis. Hating. Don't, don't hate. Congratulate. Okay. You know? now, I think your boy Calipari Ooh. may have some something <sighs> to do with some of that I've hate. Heard, yeah. I've heard the rumors. What deep thoughts I girl? Well, I actually, <laughs> you know what's interesting? What? Deep Throat was one of the people that I called to try to get the inside track on that. <laughs> okay. And it's the first time Deep Throat never called me back. Oh, Deep Throat didn't want to get into that one. They got close ties with that one. I I have no, okay, completely unconfirmed. See, and that's the thing. We can't even report this because they're rumors. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, right. sometimes you think, why are they ignoring this? And it's like, no. We have spent man hours like yeah. behind the scenes calling everyone we know. And if if you're locked out and nobody will talk, no one will say this did happen. Mm-hmm. You know, then you can't report it because it's just it's, you know, rumor Dang. and innuendo. Dang. And so, yeah, and that you can't is, report on rumors. Can't report on rumors. Um, so it's interesting. But, you know, what I try to do is if there's something no one will go on the record with. Mm-hmm. And if I can do deep background, I will confirm it with at least three people mm-hmm. before I report it, mm. you know, because you just, you know, you never know. Sometimes I've had someone who got mad at me about doing a story, um, a very powerful person who then fed me false information and I almost went to air with it. No. And I would have lost my job. Yeah. Wow. It was, yeah. It, people are, it's, it is, they're not playing. Oh, hey. they are not playing. I think. I see. Now, okay, let's talk about this, Kanji, because, you know, I think I used to see you out and about a lot uh, (laughs) around last year-ish, you know. I I seen you out. And you had a cute little boo with you, (laughs) bae. I think y'all was brunching, brunching and baying. And uh, what's going on? I see you out in these, you know. So it's uh, interesting because we went to your one-year anniversary Mm -hmm. party like I said, it was fire. Oh! For, uh, <laughs> verbally effective. One yes, you year had anniversary. A good time. I had remember. A great time. Yes. And I was there with Bay. Mm-hmm. And that was actually, you guys had a professional photographer. Mm-hmm. You're so fancy. Yes. So, um, that was the first picture that any yeah. that we took together. Was uh, it? Yeah. Y'all and, had just met then? Well, no. It's just that, you know, sometimes you don't want to hurt people's feelings like oh, if you're you I know if, you, say you had you. a previous relationship I and you. you're just like trying to be nice right <laughs> I 
But you had to post that picture. Like, oh, well, no, oh. it, it came out on your. Oh, uh, it did. It came oh, out on oh. No, but we posed for it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Y'all were so ready. Y'all posed I, I for that like, thing. You know, I, I didn't. It's not like I took a selfie and I was like blasting it all over the place. I just. Mm-hmm. That we was a there. cute picture, too. You had a professional photographer. So we yes. took it. And um, yes. so anyway, uh, yeah, Bay. I actually left Bay to come here. Sorry, Bay. Uh, <laughs> but Sorry, I'm going to be cooking dinner for Bay tonight. What you cooking for Bay? <laughs> well, okay. So I made this brisket. Okay. Oh, my, I love my, brisket. Yeah, brisket. Um, mm-hmm. My sister's um, um, mother-in-law, right? So she's, they're Jewish. And there, they, she gave me her uh, kosher brisket recipe. Mm. That's like like old family recipe, mm. and you know how to make it really tender, juicy, juicy and tender. And so I'm gonna make him brisket and Brussels sprouts. Oh, that yeah. sounds good. I'm trying to, you know, the carb thing. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. If I look at a slice of pizza. Gain ten pounds. Dang! <laughs> Look wow. at it. But you, you know, you've always had that felt uh, body over there. Uh, girl, you work out? Girl, no, I do not work out. I uh, think I run behind my six-year-old. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and my fourteen-year-old. Good genes. Mm-hmm. Mm, uh, yeah. Maybe good. my meta- my metabolism. I must admit, has changed over the years, oh, which really? has kept me kind of down a little bit. But don't like if it if like it's cold now. I usually gain my weight. In the colder months. Yeah. And I get a little chunky. (laughs) I get a little chunky around these hips. Get a little juicy. Yeah. But Bay love it. Yeah. You know, as long as (laughs) Bay is okay, I'm good too. Okay. Are we hearing wedding bells of Bay? Um, Or am I talking too much? I'm really trying to just like take it slow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm in love. Yes. Oh, y'all cute Um, too. um, Thank you. (laughs) But, um, you know, you never know what is in store what's next you, you know and know. so for all i know um mm. some firm in new york might call him off and you know you, you don't know so and 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 some far and some uh number one market station may be calling you <laughs> to come i don't want to leave Memphis. To, i want to i want to die here <laughs> you know like i want to retire and you know i i love this place i, yeah. I feel like you know when i also think about it you know I come from a family that has a civil rights background. Mm. And so, you know, like my grandfather in Nevis, you know, he was the person who, so there instead of cotton, they had um, sugar cane. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that was the commodity and the workers there were being treated poorly. So in the 1940s, he fought the British government to, mm. um, you know, have better workers' rights, you know, mm-hmm. much like. Dr. King fought for the sanitation workers. Mm-hmm. And then on my mom's side, you know, her, my dad, my grandfather was, you know, a pastor um, and of like four churches in that area. And he was also a farmer and um, he fought for, you know, better education because he felt that the African-Americans, this was also in the 1940s, mm-hmm. he felt that African-Americans were not getting that equal education. Mm-hmm. And so he fought for that and, and also job opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, there's something about Memphis that is in my bloodline already. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know. You're deeply rooted here. Deeply rooted. I but mean, my soul. I think Bay will stay in Memphis with <laughs> He's you. He's from Memphis. Like, so he'll make I it happen. So. Oh, it'll work oh. out. Oh, 
love you. Look like you in love, girl. All right. Well, Kanji, I really enjoyed you on the pod. How can everyone get in touch with you and maybe even provide deep throat type information? You know, you never know. Okay. Well, here is the deal, right? So on every platform, my just look for Kanji, K-O-N-T-J-I. You know, I hated it when I was a kid because people would make fun of my name. But now it's so unique that yes. I like I have I love Kanji on name. Twitter, Kanji on Facebook and Kanji on Instagram. And so you can inbox me because I love public, you know, but you can also call me or email me. And my telephone number is 901-726-0423. That's my direct line. And then my email is the first one of my person, Anthony at graytv.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Conchi. Thank you, you Ina. Awesome. And just a beautiful person inside and out. Don't make me cry. <laughs> Thank you so much, pretty lady. You are episode 98 on the Verbally Effective Podcast.